What does or doesn't become public domain information when you put it into ChatGPT? This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. Uncensored, off-topic, and always off the wall. Mac Voices After Dark is available as a benefit to our Patreon subscribers. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Our Mac Voices Live panel is back one more time to finish up our discussion and debate over what happens when you put information into ChatGPT. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. I think a clarification that putting something, you know, making a chat GPT prompt, it doesn't make that public domain. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It means that you're sharing it with the company that runs chat GPT. You're not sharing it with me. Um, But, you know, it's, it's no longer private to you though. Um, It's not quite the same thing as publishing it in the New York times. I, I agree that it's, you know, there's, it's a risky thing. And I think you're, you're, you're making, you know, I'm just making the clarification that public domain is a different thing than, um, and, and you could say the same thing about Google. I mean, I, you could, you could imagine a Google search that could disclose private information to Google. Um, but I'm not putting that information into Google. Okay. I wouldn't sure be are. putting. Yes, you are. I, I am. I'm making a query. Okay. Which is the same thing you're doing with ChatGPT, and um, not necessarily. If if I have somebody that that decides to put my entire investment portfolio in, into ChatGPT and try to do an analysis on it, well, I, I you're probably more likely to feed more information into a ChatGPT than a Google query. But Google queries can be very specific, and in some cases could be, you know, reveal information that should be kept private. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the lawyers. We're going to make a lot of money on this one. <laughs> well, and and I, you know, I think that's it's an interesting point, Jim, that that you make about a Google, putting putting it into Google as a query, because Google is taking those queries and tracking them, and saying, you know, how much, hey, how many people have asked for, uh, I don't know, the, the the baseball score of the of the final game in the World Series. Um, well, well, but they also know what I've asked that, you know, somebody could subpoena them. And what did Jim Ray ask? And they know exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's an interesting point. But to Webb's point, I think, you know, the lawyers are going to be the ones and there's going to have to be, if, if it's not already established, there will be case law that, you know, what is and is not putting something into the public domain. And, but I, I, I well, think it's, that, not, it's not public domain, but it's just it's just you're sharing it. It's the same thing. People put things into it, email it, or email in general and don't really think about the fact that, you know, that's not private at all. Um, well, the the so, difference. Well, well, I think that I think the difference is that um, I've I've read a document you know, prepared by a well-known law firm, you know, which which supports what Webb was saying is, you know, what you put in as a prompt, you know, becomes public domain. Now, whether whether you we don't know if chat gpt is and again there's a couple of versions out there there's a free version and a subscription version 
you know, whether they incorporate, you know, queries and building and improving it, their knowledge base. In, in that sense, yes, it is you know, becoming, you know, public domain. Uh, and I think the other thing is that, you know, it seems to have this aura of an intelligent sentence that you can interact with where no one would try to put, you know, like website, what's my comment, please comment on my investment portfolio and you dump it all into Google, you know, search box, you know, <laughs> you know, Google's going to come back and, you know, they're going to give you a bunch of hits on whatever, <laughs> whatever the, you know, you know, on uh, hits on all the you know, different uh, stock tickers that you enter and chat GPT will answer a question in, you know, who knows what fashion, but um, this is, this is a usage risk, you know, about, uh, one is much I, I, I agree that the risk is higher because people are basically want to put training information into their prompt essentially which they're not going to do with google but right. in a way in a way google is being trained it, it trains itself by what you query so, well no because you're yeah yeah it is i mean it's it's it's, well, it doesn't change the next query. It doesn't change the next query, but but ChatGPT, I think that is, it does. Mm -hmm. It can't. It can't quite be iterative. You're right, Dave. But I think the thing is, when you put data into ChatGPT, it's just like when you put it into Grammarly. You are giving that entity a license to use whatever right. you've given it in any way they please. And right. they use that information to tr to help train the model, which means that information that you feed in might become part of an answer to someone else. Maybe not in your exact words, but someone else may very well be getting data spit back to them based on the information that you've provided, which is different from Google. Um and uh, also, side note, this is why I don't use Grammarly, because I don't want to feed them every article I write. And in many cases, I'm writing proprietary content for companies, and that should not be out there with a license for someone to use as they please. Well, I would think that, you know, just building off this, you know, in a related direction, but I don't know if any of you, you've probably all have seen the announcement that uh, Rogue Amoeba now has a transcription model. And it's based on you know a chat you know you know you know an LLM you know from from OpenAI you know but they make the point that everything you do is all limited on your Mac. So what they've done is they've inherited a you know model that they can use for you know voice to text translation, and I suspect you know because of all these legal issues that. Web is raised that you know going forward we're going to see lots of companies that uh, you know will get the benefit of natural language and maybe even some domain language or domain expertise you know through an LLM, but you know it will run on you know on prem so that you know companies can get the benefit of you know, all the huge you know hundreds of millions of dollars of money spent on training a model. And they can get the benefit of using that model and applying it into you know a particular domain, you know expertise system, and again on prem. And again, it could be in a private cloud, but it's an infrastructure they control, so it doesn't leach out into the public uh, domain. 
Dave has been very patient, and thank you, Dave, because I want to get you in and then Brian um, uh, about what your thoughts are on this. Well, um, first thing is the key is the companies cannot control where the content goes in chat chat GPT, period. The industry I'm in, the industry Chuck's in, the industry that the web is in, we're all in the same industry. That information has to stay secure. You can't share proprietary information. You can't share that information because it's going to get out and be leaked, and you got to keep it safe. Uh, my company blocks it, so it, I, I can't access it. But the other point was uh, Brian brought up in our, our private chat about the, the Bing chat, uh, the Bing uh, uh, chat or the GPT version they have. And that's why a lot of companies stick with Microsoft because they can set up something that's internal. It's within the company. You can still use the what ChatGPT can do, but you stay you you have control of what's being done. None of that data can escape anywhere. You know, we I work with sensitive information every day, and and it's very very much stressed that that cannot get out into the into the public domain, no matter what it is. Uh, whether it's in, in our case, whether it's on the insurance stuff, it's if it's engineering, if it's anything that kind of type of information, it can't get out there, and and we protect that uh, very 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 strongly. And and in the case of of, of this being like I mentioned, that's going to give them some security. It's being looked. A lot of companies are looking very closely at like that. I, was, I appreciate what Web says with, and I appreciate what you guys did. That was very smart to block you know, block that down. We block it too. It's it's not. It's not it's not safe for enterprise, and it'll stay that way for a, you know, a fair amount of time until we get the lawyers involved, and we, until we get the, the people involved that'll that'll analyze this further and take a look at this. I mean, I'll spend a little bit on a different topic, you know, with uh, the actor strike that's still is continuing going on right now. You got that's been going on for almost six months now, and what's holding it up is AI. They want to be able to have control of how their how their voice, their facsimile, whatever they say is is protected, so they don't, so it's not stolen, and they don't get compensated for it because someone can go out and use AI and be able to emulate what they do. It's it's kind of along that same lines. What I see, um, so I, I I think very strongly that this is important to keep it blocked. Yeah, I I use it on a personal level, but I'm not going to sit and put information about my company in there and take that risk of you know I could like like a, like like website. It's career ending. It could be. Um, Brian? Yeah, just to echo a little bit of what Dave was saying about, um, you know, the data is of the utmost importance, the security of it. Um, you know, I'm in the education field and, you know, obviously it has to be extremely, extremely secure, um, even to the point of uh, utilizing, um, you know, local servers rather than uploading more stuff to the cloud uh, when whenever possible. Um, you know, we're looking at you know, this Bing Chat Enterprise uh, the access to it and whether or not that's, you know, secure enough for us. So that's still to be determined even for us. So just wanted to echo that. One, one more thing I wanted to add, Chuck, if you don't mind. I, I, I uh, um, on Jeff's point about, uh, about, about Grammarly, you know, I use Grammarly on a daily basis and, and I'm not entering any information on it other than I'm, uh, I've got it running on my computer and I, and I'm, I'm having a test to check my grammar. I'm not 
the best way of writing. I mean, Jeff, you're a much more accomplished writer than I am. So, so Grammarly is a very, a very um, a good tool to to do that. So, I I have a bit of trust in that. My my company's using it now too. So, and and they they obviously trust it. And many companies are looking at it in the, on the side of information security. Is is that a tool that that's trustworthy? That in this case, it was found that it was. So, I mean, I I know that that was a good example, Jeff, as far as where that goes and what that does, but. Um, there's a fine line with, with Grammarly, but ChatGPT, yeah, whole another story. Yeah, well, yeah. and it's all about those thresholds of of yeah. what's the acceptable level of risk for any individual or any company. So, yeah. Oh, Chuck, um, did you want me to bring up what what I put in the chat separately? Yeah, you and Eric had both had both sort of brought that up together in from different angles. So, uh, was, so the, the Mac Whisper thing, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I oftentimes will need a transcript from a, uh, a client meeting, and um, instead of relying on a cloud service to do the transcription for me, I just take the audio or video recording, which uh, is being recorded locally, and then uh, and I bought a, a license to Mac Whisper. So I will do the transcription through Mac Whisper, which which is using uh, OpenAI licensed OpenAI technology to do the whole transcription. So the entire process is being done locally. I I am extremely sensitive about uh, about the thought that I could be working on something proprietary for a client and have that information get uh, get out in some form that's not appropriate so i i am i paranoid with the level that i go to to uh to keep information out of llm ai systems maybe but just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you sort of thing um but and you uh, have NDAs that you have to satisfy, so uh, <laughs> right, and I, yes, exactly. And I do not feel comfortable putting information into the these cloud AI LLM uh, information checking content checking systems because I cannot guarantee that all of that information is staying secret, secure, and it's not being used in any other way at all so i'm all about local um eric i want to make sure you you had said something somewhere but from a different angle um yeah it's it's it apple kind of as, as technologies have come out has been putting a lot of effort into uh, on-device processing so if you um yeah say something and it's converted to text, text to speech, whatever, or some of the translations, not all of them, but uh, as much as possible, they do on device uh, processing of whatever the information, it doesn't get sent off. Uh, It's one of the reasons why some of the, the voice response stuff hasn't been as good. It's process on the device and, you know, the, the responses you get, are 
you know, local. It's not going off to another computer, looking up your history of where it was you've been in the last six months and saying, oh, you mean you want a map to go to this spot that you went to six weeks ago, which might be the answer you're looking for, but it's using only what it has access to locally, so it's not as helpful, perhaps. Um, but the data is safer, and it can be used in more spots. And it's safe, potentially, to use, say, in a school setting. Um, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I, I suspect Apple will wrap something together and put something that's on device where you could do queries, but it's you know basically local to, to a device. And, and when you wipe your device, all that data goes away, and and it, it doesn't go to somebody else first. So I'm hoping that there'll be more focused kind of packages for, you know, different subject areas, um, you know, like birding or something like that. And, and that, that's kind of what I'm looking for. And kind of, you know, we're starting to get performance on devices where there's a lot of excess performance. I, I'm looking forward to the time when that can be used in, in a useful fashion. Before we continue this, I know Mark has a hard out um, at 9.30, and you know, 9.30 my time, which is whatever time that is, whatever your time is. And there are a couple more things I want to make sure we get to. So, Mark, I'll, I'll say thank you very much for being here. Um, where can folks connect with you if they want to continue this debate with you? Oh, X, formerly known as Twitter, at Mark Fuccio, M-A-R-K-F-U-C-C-I-O, all lowercase, all jammed together is one word. Thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Stick around. Well, guys, have another ninety minute. Have another, you know, fun with the next ninety minutes of uh, <laughs> the other two articles. And I love the tribute song. Thank you, Jeff. It was yes. fun to put it together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that. See you all next take week. Care. Take care. Bye bye. That right. may have been the perfect uh, example of AI uh, abusing the dangers of AI. Right. Um, so great. Now I, my underpants are in a computer. Yes. <laughs> So, I, I, Jeff, I, you you had something you want to add, but I want to say one thing. I wanted to say before Mark left, but he had to go. Um, there was a private conversation going on in our in our private chat room about the early part of that discussion and whether that was political or not. And I want to be clear. I don't want anyone to think I was. We were being disingenuous by saying we're not going to be political, and then in their mind they got political. My thing was I didn't want anybody going Republican, Democrat, pro-Biden, anti-Biden, pro-Trump, anti-Trump, pro-Democrat, pro-Republican, those those are just counterproductive. I do think it's a fair discussion to have about whether government should be or how it's going to be involved in regulating some of these things. We certainly have not shied away from commentary in the past of things like the government considering banning TikTok. So I felt like that was a fair part of the discussion. And to everyone's credit, it did not become partisan. So thank you to Mark and to everybody for that part of it. Really appreciate it. That said, Jeff, you had something you wanted to bring up. Uh, ben couldn't be with us tonight, but he is in the in the YouTube chat room. And right. Jeff, and for some reason, YouTube refuses to let me actually comment in the chat, even though I can see it. Uh, but Ben said – hi, Ben. Uh, ben said – um, Staying secret is not how LLMs work. And I just wanted to call that out because I think that's an absolutely fantastic observation. 
I mean, that's isn't. What does that mean? Okay, my interpretation is that uh, Ben is referring to to uh, tools like ChatGPT, not not the uh, LLM tools that companies are using privately internally, like their own local installation, but uh, uh, tools that are designed to aggregate as much information as I can to learn from and then regurgitate that back out in other forms to other people. And, and that, I mean, isn't that sort of the nature of it? That just, it is training itself. You're helping train it by queries, but it's also out there scraping the web, training itself. So I, I, I will say, and I don't have a link for this, but I did hear on um, the Tech Meme podcast today that AI is, is has announced that they are going to be having almost a, a, a GPT store where you will be able to buy and or train your own your own models. I thought OpenAI I already had that. I don't. Uh, I guess I, I, I I'm so forward thinking. I I already had their products in my mind. <laughs> well, the way it was portrayed was almost like a, an app store kind of thing, like like AppWise um, that you would. And so, and I don't have any details on it because it's still apparently forthcoming. But I just feel like this is a very interesting thing because I do know, and I'm not talking out of school here, I've been in, at conferences where different companies have said, yeah, we're developing our own internal GPT models. It's like, Ooh, okay, you know, I, and nobody would tell me how they're, how or what they're training them on. So are they training them at, you know, from the, the web in the wild? Are they training them from something global? I, I, I can offer some insight on that. I'd love to. Um, have it. Okay, so a lot of these companies that that are like we're so we're talking enterprise level businesses. Just just to be clear, when they're uh, developing their their own internal uh, platform for this, which oftentimes will involve bringing in a partner company that uh, that has the the skills, the expertise and the and a lot of the the product that they actually need and then it just gets uh, adapted for their use case. What they're training with is their own data in uh, in almost all these cases. Now, in in certain cases, like when you get into uh, into um, uh, biopharma research, you'll have your own data, but then you actually go out and buy data modules from companies that that's what they do. They just put together large biopharma databases to uh, to help train the your internal model with. And, um, and so you'll have, you'll have uh, a completely segregated from the rest of the, of the world model that you're working with, which then leads to having to make sure that your model is, it has the right data and is being trained properly. So you're not introducing, uh, uh, bias and, uh, and skewing all of your data and, uh, and the uh, suggestions or results that it's feeding back to you. Uh, Web, David, can you imagine a, a a large language model just trained on insurance policies? <laughs> Shoot me now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that case, it's probably not 
do it well if it's doing anything with llm it's going to be on the customer service side probably or maybe uh on creating draft contracts or uh, draft documents that then the humans and the lawyers go into what they're what you're seeing with a lot of these companies that are building their own internal uh ai systems they're using them to help with other types of data processing so it's not actually going to spit out um um uh, your quarterly earnings report and uh, and the top three buzz phrases for marketing. It's taking all of the data and and maybe it's processing to see where there are anomalies. And now you've you're able to find where someone's been skimming from the company for the last twenty years without being caught, or um, you're finding. Uh, that you have employees that are being underutilized just based on all, all of the data you can collect. So then you can up train people and put them into roles that they're better suited for. Uh, so there, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with, with all of this data. Um, or, uh, speeding up, um, uh, pharmaceutical, uh, uh, testing processes. <clears throat> So the point is, there's a lot that companies are doing with this, where they they can have a completely siloed system with uh, with trained data that's not going to be a creepy thing, and it's still not even doing the LLM thing that most people are associating with AI. Um, David was kind enough to find an article from TechCrunch uh, about the App Store, um, the Open AI at Open. Yeah, I said it right. Open AI chats. She's open AI app store for AI. You try to say it fast and see what happens. Um, and I will have that. I just threw it in the public chat. Um, and also it'll be in the show notes. It's well worth a read. I knew that this was going to be an intense topic and I appreciate everyone contributing because I think we all have thoughts. Um, and what web David, what I was referring to is if, if they train it on insurance policies, man, we have the cure for insomnia right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. There there will, you will never have another sleepless night. (laughs) Why is our server in sleep mode? Oh, we were trying to give it training data. (laughs) Uh, Let's go around the room and find out where you can find out, find these good people when they're not here sharing all this wisdom. Um, and I'm going to flip it around this time and start with Mr. Jim Ray. Jim, thank you. Uh, you and, and you, your coordinating cap with Web's Quilt uh, for being here. Where can folks connect with you? Well, you can just go on to chat GPT and say, where the heck is Jim? Or Mastodon. Yeah, that's it. Mastodon. At ProView Jim, P R O V U E J I M at techhub.social. Thank you, Jim. That's perfect. And if ChatGPT knows where you are, so much the better. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does too. <laughs> Eric Bolden, thank you so much uh, for being here in spite of all the, uh, the hostility you were feeling about uh, your, your background. Where can folks connect with you? And see, see, the bird is still still wide awake. 
So all this discussion, it didn't, you know, make him go get sleepy. Uh, I can be found at uh, Mastodon at EA Bolden at techhub.social. Great. Thanks so much, Eric. Jeff Gamut, uh, now you have a challenge because now Mark is has engaged ChatGPT in this war of, of, of uh, I don't know, don't go there. <laughs> Just stop yeah, while you're ahead. Yeah, probably so. Find yourself in a hole quit digging, you know. Yeah. Chuck, I, I may make uh, questionable life choices on a regular basis, but that's not one I will do. Okay, good. <laughs> because I know no good will come from that at all. Uh, where yeah. can folks connect with you? Because I know there are one or two places. Uh, social medias. I'm Jay Gamut, uh, pretty much everywhere uh, where I'm active right now, Mastodon and Instagram. And I'm really working on, on getting more active on threads. Uh, then for shows, well, for whatever reason, you keep letting me here on Tuesday. So thank you for that. And uh, Dave lets me on in touch with iOS on Thursdays, and thank you for that. And then uh, also on Thursdays and Fridays for the British Tech Network, I'm doing the uh, uh, the uh, the big show and the Mac show. It's been a long day. I'm o- I'm only hosting both the shows. You'd think I'd remember the names and. And then Brian Chaffin and I do the context machine. Great. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Lord Bixby, great to see you. Let's, let's just go with web, please. Yeah. <laughs> please. Please. I don't I don't need that carrying around with me. So I, I, uh, I, I like it. I think yeah. it's dignified. Um anyway, you can find me at, at just about every place. Just go at Web Bixby and see where it takes you so well thanks so much thank you <laughs> it's always a laugh yeah. uh david ginsburg uh I, I think jeff already introduced part of the part of you uh, or your show but where can folks connect to you well you, you can find me as uh, jeff mentioned uh, in touch with ios in touch with ios.com and my youtube channel is youtube.com slash in touch with ios um i uh, am on this show on Tuesdays, and I'm on the Mac show on the British Tech Network on Fridays, and I'm on Macedon at DaveD65 at Macedon.club. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. And happy early birthday. Thank you. Last but absolutely not least, Mr. Brian Flanagan Arthurs, who I want to, I, I should mention that Brian chastised me in the, uh, in the private chat for bringing <laughs> up the World Series results. So I'm sorry, Brian. I didn't, wasn't thinking. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, about uh, about a week ago today, they were still playing uh, baseball, but yeah, not anymore for Arizona. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> hey, just remember, Brian, they got there. That that says That's a lot. So. Not many expected that. Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Where can we find you, Brian? Uh, yeah, a few different places on social. Uh, X, Blue Sky, uh, Spoutable are all at Brian8944. And then uh, Mastodon uh, at Brian8944 at Mastodon.cloud. Great. Thanks so Thank much. you for having me. Yeah, thank you. 
definitely want to thank everybody in the chat room. Ben, we're sorry you couldn't be here with us hopefully next week. Um, but there were a lot of great comments that I just didn't get to mention uh, during the, especially during the AI discussion and during the 27 inch iMac discussion. So um, thank you guys. Really, really appreciate the, the, the going back and forth. Lots of, uh, lots of interesting thoughts. This is Mac Voices Live. We do this Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are, right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. And, of course, the, the shows do get cut up and uh, released, slightly edited a little bit later, but it's always more fun to have you here in person if you can be, if time zones allow. I'm Chuck Joyner. As always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices each month. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.